You're listening to the Full and Thriving Podcast, a place where courageous women come to break free from food obsession, heal their relationship with their body, and strive to live a life that's present, lighthearted, and meaningful. If you're listening, my wish is that this podcast serves as a catalyst that inspires you to nourish your body, nurture your mind, and energize your spirit. I'm your host, Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, how are you today? Welcome to another episode of the Full and Thriving Podcast. Today, I have a little solo show coming at you, but before I dive into that, I wanted to give you all a few life updates. So for me, I am getting ready to be doing a lot of traveling, which I'm super excited about. I have a trip to Puerto Vallarta booked for mid-May, and then I will be going to Europe, specifically Portugal. For a few weeks to host the Recovery Collective group retreat, which I'm so excited about. I haven't been to Europe since I was about 23. So now that I work for myself and I can see clients remotely, I'm really excited because if I can get used to the time zone shift, I might be able to stay out in Europe for at least a month this summer. So definitely let me know your favorite places in Europe because I will be booking Airbnbs and places to stay for a few weeks before I get back to the States in July. So I'm gearing up for a really exciting summer and I hope you guys are too. I'm just so excited to have a lot of fun and adventure and whenever I travel, I just feel so alive. So I'm really ready for that. Anyway, that's my little life update. I'm really, really pumped. And now we can just dive into the topic for today. So today I wanted to talk about examining the hidden positive intention behind your eating disorder. And I'm sure there are so many people listening to me say that. Like, what the heck is a hidden positive intention? There is nothing positive about my eating disorder. Meg has really lost it. (laughs) I'm sure you're thinking all of those things. But I want to start by stating the obvious here. I'm in no way saying that having an eating disorder is beneficial or that there's a part of it that's positive. Eating disorders are not beneficial at all. The part of you that has the disorder does think so, though. And when a person ends up with an eating disorder, the presence of the eating disorder typically serves a distinct purpose in their life. Although they did not consciously choose to have the eating disorder, having the eating disorder becomes a maladaptive coping mechanism for getting their needs met. And in turn, this person experiences a hidden 
positive intention to the disorder itself. Now, before we apply this concept to eating disorders, let's pull back and talk about hidden positive intentions in general. So what does this mean? Sounds a little out there, right? Essentially, a hidden positive intention can also be called an unintended benefit. The words hidden and unintended are important to note because usually these positive intentions or benefits are not obvious on a conscious level. This is why you might be stuck in engaging in a healthy pattern in your life and have no idea why you can't stop doing so no matter how hard you try. And this is really because deep down, you're getting something positive from doing this really horrible negative behavior. And that positive thing could be a feeling of belonging or safety or a sense of control, etc. And I'm going to dive into this pretty in depth throughout this episode. So just hang with me. So let's use an example outside of eating disorders first to talk about unintended benefits. And you can literally think about the unintended benefit of all of your negative behaviors, like staying in a bad relationship or constantly fighting with your mom or smoking cigarettes. There's always an unintended benefit to these negative things that you're doing in your life because we wouldn't be doing them if we weren't getting something out of them. And it's just really a matter of discovering what that unintended positive intention is and learning how to get those needs met in a healthier way. So I was thinking of examples and I randomly came up with the example of being the person who constantly interrupts people when they talk to you, right? This is a really annoying behavior. It's not endearing at all. And I'm sure that if most people who are chronic interrupters had the choice, they'd stop doing this to people because it often comes across as rude or inconsiderate. However, even though this behavior of being a chronic interrupter annoys people, it looks bad, there's so many costs to doing this, the chronic interrupter actually does experience benefits. And those benefits might be, for instance, to express enthusiasm for the topic and conversation. Or maybe they want to make their own opinions known and heard, and interrupting is the only way they know how to do that. Maybe they interrupt to prove their intelligence, or maybe they give themselves the opportunity to be the center of attention by doing this. So by interrupting, they get all these benefits. Not to mention, when you interrupt, you actually don't have to hear anyone else talk but yourself. So those people who are chronic interrupters, although it's totally rude and annoying, and they probably want to stop doing this, there are so many benefits that they might not be consciously aware of, which is why they keep doing this behavior in the first place. Now, bringing it back to eating disorders, eating disorders are 
horrible mental illnesses that have tragic consequences. They can cause years and even decades of anguish to a person's life. And the reason it's so hard to break free from an eating disorder and fully recover is because the unintended benefits outweigh the costs. At least this is to the person who is mentally ill. So for myself, there were many costs of having bulimia. So first of all, it one major cost is that it's just straight up gross. I talk about this all the time. It's disgusting. And it's not a lovely habit for the body. And it made me feel uncomfortable. I'd feel sick to my stomach after eating. I was always forced to tiptoe around and be secretive with my food. I had this mental obsession with the scale and my size. I was cold all the time. I was moody. And I really just couldn't stop thinking about food. And then I would have emotional roller coasters around food, like extreme guilt or shame or self-blame for eating too much, etc. So there were so many costs to having my eating disorder. However, being thin made me feel confident and important. It made me feel special. It allowed me to disconnect and disengage from any negative emotions I was experiencing. It provided a sense of relief from the pressure I put on myself to be perfect. And being thin gave me the opportunity to be a runway model and book modeling gigs, which I always laugh at now, but that was like super cool to me. So it really made me feel glamorous and it gave me hope to live a life beyond my wildest dreams. And even though I was suffering, the benefits I just listed served me and they were pretty much worth it for a while in my little disordered world. And I didn't really fully recover until I felt the scale of the costs and benefits tip. So at first, the benefits of the eating disorder were worth it. But suddenly, after doing a little recovery work and living in that recovery middle ground, suddenly those benefits were no longer worth it. And finally, the costs outweighed the benefits. And I really did feel this shift. And that shift protected me from ever going back into the eating disorder again. And it also motivated me to keep moving forward until I fully reached recovery. But that whole experience took time. And I had to find other ways to get my needs met and learn the hard way that being sick with an eating disorder wasn't truly fulfilling my needs. Now, as an eating disorder recovery coach, here are some common unintended benefits that I see others with eating disorders experience. And if you have an eating disorder, I highly recommend that you work with a mental health professional to process your hidden positive intentions. Building awareness of these will undoubtedly help you understand a bit more as to why you're sick and allow you to build some self-compassion around your current situation. And I know that self-compassion makes so many of your eyes roll, but trust me, building self-compassion is crucial to your recovery process. So you can start by asking yourself, in what ways does my eating disorder serve me? 
and take a few moments to journal on this. Maybe you've never thought in this way before. I'm going to repeat that question one more time. The question is, in what ways does my eating disorder serve me? Okay. I recommend doing that journaling prompt first, pausing this episode, and then maybe going back and listening to the rest of this because I don't want to give away too much. Maybe you can come up with some of these things on your own. But here are seven common benefits I see. Obviously, they're not real benefits, but benefits I see my clients bring up in our sessions. So first of all, eating disorders provide a sense of control. And you've heard this from me before. Eating disorders don't provide real control. They just provide a sense of control because in reality, food has power over you and the scale has power over you and eating disorder and diet culture has power over you. So you're not really in control, but it does make you feel in control. So that's an unintended benefit of this situation. So typically individuals with eating disorders lean on their eating disorders to give them a sense of control. Often when a person is living in a difficult environment or they're experiencing a traumatic or challenging period in their life, food in their body seems to be the only thing they can fully control. So dieting or having an eating disorder are often used to control one's future. So for instance, if you buy into the lies of diet culture, losing weight will give you a lot of promise for the future, such as love, happiness, even more success. By sticking with your eating disorder, you can still one day, hopefully, access those things, especially if you're not feeling them now. So your eating disorder helps you control the way people view you, it helps you control your emotions and your future. So whenever we're talking about future, we're really talking about anxiety. And so sometimes this control helps us ease our sense of anxiety because we feel like we're doing something to protect us in the future. Okay, the second unintended benefit of having an eating disorder is that it can foster a feeling of being better than. And remember I said a feeling of being better than because in reality, you're not actually better than other people when you're a certain size or eat a specific diet. Unfortunately, diet culture has linked morality to food and size. And if you can use your willpower and only eat good, healthy, organic food, you are praised. And you even get this feeling that you're better than people who don't do that. And the reality here is your worth as a person is not determined by how clean or whole your diet is. And it's also not determined by your size. However, when you have an eating disorder, you might compare your body to everyone else's in the room. Your mental illness will then start telling you who you're better than and who is better than you based on your size or willpower to eat, quote, clean. And intellectually, I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast completely understands that it is not okay to judge people in this way and doing so is terribly wrong. 
Nobody wants to admit that they think this way, but unfortunately, an intellectual understanding of something being wrong is not always going to stop you from thinking thoughts of superiority or feeling feelings of superiority based on your size or your diet. So please keep that in mind. And there's no judgment here if you fall into this category. It's just really a matter of building awareness of this and unlearning all of those beliefs you've built up around morality with food and superiority with diet and all of that. You can definitely heal this part of you that wants to be better than everyone else. And I actually found that going through recovery really made me recognize that there is a shared humanity among all of us. And that really puts us all on a level playing field when it comes to this like fake hierarchy we might have developed growing up. Okay, so number three is that your eating disorder promises love and belonging. So often your eating disorder might give many false promises related to getting love and belonging from others. I see this in many forms, including the promise that people will love and admire you more when you are a certain size, or that people will abandon you if you don't stay that size due to weight stigma. I often hear wives share a fear that their husband won't be attracted to them anymore and that he will actually leave them if they recover, despite their husband's constant reassurance that that would never happen. So in a way, a person might be chronic dieting or in the depths of an eating disorder because they're really afraid that they're going to be treated differently and in a way that is less love than if they just stay sick. And as we know, that's another lie that diet culture has indoctrinated all of us to believe. And the only way you're going to break free from that is by giving your larger body a chance. So if you believe that being thinner will give you more love and belonging, you actually need to face living in that larger body and learn and feel and experience that you are going to be loved in that size as well. And I know I experienced that when I was recovered. I actually had a lifeguarding job the summer I was sick and the summer I got better. And I actually had a deeper, more loving, wonderful friendships the summer I was in a larger body size on the beach all day because I realized nobody cares about the size of my body the way I was obsessing over it. People were just happy I was like a real human with emotion and I was having fun and living in the present. Where in the past, I was always preoccupied and focused on things that aren't really important. So just remember that it's important to give your larger size body a chance. And by that, I mean you need to experience it and realize that you will still be loved and you will find belonging in your new body. Okay, the fourth hidden positive intentions is your eating disorder gives you attention. And for those who grew up in an environment where parents were really busy or preoccupied 
or maybe even a bit self-absorbed, I often see children getting eating disorders and keeping them around because it gives them attention in the form of concern, worry, love, and care. And that they wouldn't have necessarily gotten this attention from their parents if they weren't sick. So being constantly focused on and worried about gives the person a feeling of love and attention that they were once deprived of. And this one's really hard. And my heart goes out to those who feel this way. And unfortunately, you might not ever get the care, love, and attention you need from your parents when you are healthy. But that doesn't mean you can't find it from other people in your life. And that requires a heavy amount of acceptance. Or you might actually be able to dive deep in therapy about your beliefs around love And maybe you have a belief in there that worry and concern means love. When in reality, that can be a form of love, but there are other forms of love that your parents can bring to you that does not need you to be sick in order to feel that worry and concern, which you interpret as love. So there's a lot there, and for every person, finding a way to meet all of these unmet needs will be a unique and different process. So the fifth one is that having an eating disorder provides a safe place to hide. And so for those who relate to this one, at some point in time, you may have learned that whatever environment you are in is not safe. So Perhaps when you were growing up, you were told that you're too much, you're too loud, you're too big, you're too emotional, etc. And often you found safety in shrinking your body and becoming smaller. And soon you learned that it's safer to hide behind your eating disorder and disconnect from your true self. And that behind the eating disorder, you can hide your authentic self and eventually completely disown your authenticity for your own survival. So this eating disorder becomes a place that you can kind of go and hide and become small and unseen because somewhere along the line, you are taught that you aren't good enough the way you authentically are and that you need to change. And again, this one's heartbreaking as well. And I want you to have compassion for yourself if you relate to this one too, because as a kid, you probably had no other choice. You did not feel safe showing the world who you truly were. So you had to turn to the eating disorder to hide the parts of you that those around you told you were unacceptable. So again, these are all really important insights that you can have, but also process with a therapist. Okay. The sixth unintended benefit. And remember, these aren't real benefits. They're just what you're getting from your eating disorder right now. So the sixth one is that the eating disorder disconnects and distracts you from your emotions. So when you're obsessed with food in your body, 
you no longer have the cognitive space to focus on things that are actually causing you distress in your life. For instance, you might be feeling a deep sense of shame and unworthiness that you've been carrying with you since childhood. And instead of processing and feeling these emotions and healing the root of them, you turn to the eating disorder to cope with and numb these feelings. And at some point, you might have been taught that feeling negative emotions is bad and that negative emotions makes you a bad person. And eating disorders are a really unhealthy way to disconnect from these emotions and disengage from your emotionality altogether. They're just extremely distracting and you get a false sense of relief when you engage in this behavior and you avoid emotions altogether. So sometimes people with eating disorders are just masters at avoidance And this is an example of that. Okay, and the final one I think many can relate to. And the seventh and final is eating disorders provide instant gratification. So leaning on your eating disorder in moments of distress and anxiety gives an immediate sense of relief from that emotion or difficult situation. So instead of connecting with the big picture, which is healing and eventual recovery, I often see people with eating disorders revert to using behaviors because it is the quicker, easier route to feeling better in the moment. It's literally a shortcut for temporary belief. And the emphasis is temporary because using the behaviors is only going to keep you stuck. So building awareness and wisdom around your vision for recovery and the importance of surfing the urge that you have to use the behavior and not engage in the behaviors during moments of pressure will feel super difficult in the moment, but that's how you achieve delayed gratification and ultimately the healing you need. So reaching for ED behavior is kind of like a cheap shot for feeling better. Like you're going to get that, but you're not going to have the big picture any closer to you. So if the vision for your life is recovery, you really need to hunker down and resist the urge to use that behavior and instead feel the emotions that are coming up, allow yourself without resistance to feel And then do not use the behavior. Maybe you need to use some tools like reaching out to a coach or a friend. And eventually you will achieve delayed gratification. And delayed gratification comes from a place of wisdom where instant gratification comes from a place of impulsivity that is not going to move you forward in the recovery process. So I see that one all the time too. Okay, those are the seven I came up with. These are seven hidden positive intentions that your eating disorder gives to you. So I could really probably create a never-ending list of these unintended benefits, but I'll just keep it at seven. And the bottom line is that it can be helpful to unpack how your eating disorder serves you. And when you investigate why your eating disorder is in your life, 
It will provide useful insight into your unmet needs. And once you build this awareness, it's important to commit to finding healthier ways to meet these needs outside of the eating disorder. I highly recommend working with a coach or a therapist to find new coping strategies and support you in changing your behaviors over time. The more deeply you understand yourself and what you're, quote, getting from your eating disorder, the more self-compassion you can build moving forward and eventually build the strength to take a different route to meeting your needs. And I know this is really challenging, but trust me, the more you focus and the more you care for yourself and build awareness around your eating disorder and why you're doing the things you're doing, the easier recovery is going to be. So that's it for today. And before I let you go, I realized the other day I rarely talk about the fact that I have a one-on-one coaching practice. So if you get value out of these solo shows and love listening to them and are thinking of hiring a coach, my goal this year is to expand my practice So please reach out to me. I am a CCI certified eating disorder recovery coach. CCI stands for Carolyn Costin Institute. And I am currently taking on new clients for the summer. So reach out to me if you have interest and hopefully I will hear from you soon. And with that, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. Your listenership really matters to me and I appreciate you all so much. 